questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. I know these are difficult times. Times which are testing our emotions at every level. We feel constricted with all the limitations that have been imposed upon us all over the world. This is not natural. And you know, deep inside, there is something wrong with this event. And guess what? We are more than the perpetrators. Keep that in mind before you continue giving your rights away. But in the midst of chaos, we sometimes have to find the silver lining and center ourselves so that we can remain strong physically, mentally, and spiritually. What's coming ahead, and how do we cope? This interview was just recorded. We had some technical difficulties, but I think you'll really enjoy the all-encompassing content, which is so critical right now. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy, MMS, CBD pure hemp oil, Divinia water, pure organic sulfur, flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Fabregas. Uh, to help guide us through these unprecedented times, tonight's special guest is Sasha Stone, a former rock musician and artist. Sasha grew up in Rhodesia, Zimbabwe, throughout the War for Independence. He established Humanitat in 1999 and has engaged both the NGO and IGO playing fields and is a, an outspoken advocate of human rights and natural justice. He has instigated peace initiatives and education programs and has lobbied against human rights abuses in different parts of the globe. Sasha founded New Earth Project, New Earth Nation, the world's most fully integrated movements for sustainable, sovereign, and self-determining communities. It operates as a universal trust engaging micronations by treaty and exists outside of the fictitious enclosures dreamt up by corporation, governments, and institutions. Sasha is a public speaker, publisher, writer, and filmmaker whose raison d'etre is to dynamically assist the emergence of all free and sovereign people of the world from a legacy of bonded slavery. His websites are humanitad.org and sashastone.com and they're all linked at ours as well. Sasha Stone joins us from Bali, Indonesia. Hello, Sasha, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? I'm very good, Mel, and good to hear your voice. Thank you. Likewise, and I'm so glad that we have you on because, as I was telling you offline, the whole world is going through this period of darkness, and you seem to be living in a way that's contrary to what the powers that want to be want us to feel like. And first of all, for those who don't know you and beyond what I read in your bio, tell us a bit of who you are and then we'll dive right in. 
Uh, well, I, I, I'll, I'll speak to the fact that I'm a, an activist, uh, was a shock poet, rock and roll musician, shock poet, um, set up a peace organization, Humanitad, 20 years ago, a few years into uh, working as a peace diplomat, a citizen diplomat. Uh, I, I, I learned rather quickly that peace was not factored into the Babylonian business plan. And I uh, began through my connection to international leadership, actually, to be re-educated about the true metric of how the world was working. So increasingly, my work moved away from interfaith, intercultural relations, uh, into um, more hard research about the Babylonian systems that we're still indentured to from global uh, central banking, blood cultism, um, all of that uh, Luciferian false light stuff that leads us perfectly to today where we are uh, apparently living through the early stages of a self-imposed exile from reality uh, by each of us allowing ourselves to reflex into a global fear orchestrated pandemic with absolutely no palpable evidences whatsoever um, in defiance of all rationale, all logic and all common sense. But that by definition is an apocalypse and when the falling away of the mask occurs. And that's exactly what this is. What we're going through is entirely appropriate because it's uh, it is a diametric a geometry that's occurring in direct proportion to the degree to which we have not um, uh, become conscious as a civilization. That collective unconsciousness has allowed for all sorts of rogue systems to prevail in all uh, corridors of power and in all the different elements that make up our civilization. So we've been indentured for thousands of years, certainly for hundreds of years, into a Luciferian or false light matrix uh, where doctors do not heal. They're uh, servants of, of sickness and death invariably without even knowing it. They are feeding into global pharmaceutical enterprises, which are highly egregious and evil at their core. So the harvest of humanity is assured. Uh, banks uh, become the priests and they step stand between humans and our capacity uh, to feed ourselves or to uh, to, to, to plant uh, trees on our farm. They, they, everything is, is, has got an intercessionary standing between the living and the dead. Uh, bankers, priests, doctors, teachers, lawyers, all of this stuff has become mutant and is not in service of the living soul. And that is what we are being forced to face at the collective level right now. And that is why we've reached a threshold event where the tyranny and the totalitarianism of a long-standing, generational, imperial, corporate hegemony is now undergoing its catastrophic failure, but it's showing its last hand. So what we're seeing is the reflex of a dying behemoth play out all around the world like a dominoes. And unfortunately, most people who've been stupefied or dream spelled into uh, stepping outside of their own sovereignty, their own conscience, their own spirituality are being are reflexing into that fear syndrome. So all we're seeing is a play out of the unresolved aspects of humanity uh, being broadcast into the field, coming back at us uh, like an apocalyptic cloud. But actually, in point of fact, it's just a smokescreen. And behind it is the ascension, the assured outcome of an ascendancy and an upgrade of our uh, people and planet. From your perspective, geographically where you are, how different is it 
what you see and what the media is reporting, say, in England or the United States? The media in the United States, the United Kingdom, principally, above all else, is highly weaponized, highly toxic, and conducting uh, treason. Um, there will be repercussions. There will be uh, there will be a Nuremberg type trial on the on uh, on the uh, when all of this is is over. And I think you're going to find that the associated news networks, their trustees, commissioning editors, and publishers are going to be in very very deep trouble for this uh, this calamity of an auto destruct of the global economy based on bullshit. Look, uh, in, in England, they are lying through their teeth about what's being seen in hospitals. Yes, people are dying. Uh, people die all the time. Millions of people die per year from influenza. A lot more people normally die, I understand, it, each year from flu than are dying this year because uh, most people who have flu this year are not going to hospitals. They're staying at home and self-medicating, which I think is a very good thing. Uh, you cannot believe the propaganda of the mainstream media. We know that by now, Mel. Each of us knows that to be self-evident. Uh, we cannot continue to talk about the images, the propaganda, the lies and the deceptions. 9-11 is, is out of the bag. We all know what happened in 9-11. Let's not repeat the same mistake. We're going through another Babylonian dream spell and we simply cannot refer to the devil's playing cards to try and understand the game. We're not going to beat the devil at his own game. We simply need to step away from our indentureship to the false light, to the uh, propaganda. So what's being spoken on, on the mainstream media is not what's happening. Now, I refer you to the world-leading virologists, world-leading uh, 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 blood microscopists, world-leading uh, true medical and, and health uh, scientists who are out there in service of humanity. There are thousands of them. They've all been boycotted, blacklisted, deplatformed, terrorized by a global pharmaceutically-sponsored uh, enterprise of death. We all know this to be true. And those of us that don't know to be true are not equal to the truth. It's as simple as that. So I'm not interested in the lies that are coming out of the United Kingdom, Associated Press or Reuters or Agence France Press. I'm not interested in the same with the United uh, States of America. I'm in touch with international leadership. I'm in touch with certain uh, leadership in governments around the world, principally in the developing world. I'm being met and telephoned by emissaries of world leaders, and I mean world leaders, who themselves do not believe what's happening and are asking for us to help uh, uh, contribute white papers and a bottom line as to this orchestrated pandemic because they don't believe their own counselors or officials. So we're in a, a moment of civilizational flux. It's a necessary and needful space for us to move through as we migrate towards our remembrance of who we are and stop buying into the insanity. Do you know anyone, Mel, who has COVID-19 and is dying in a hospital with tubes stuck in their nose right now? The answer no. is no before you answer it. And, and, and nobody knows anyone who is. There are people who are ill who are being ascribed to having uh, COVID-19 or Corona. Now, Corona itself is a, is a well-known uh, part of the viral spectrum. It's been with us for hundreds of years. So f between 10 and 17% of people who die from normal flu or pneumonia per year are, are dying of the corona spectrum of viral, uh, of, of viral pneumonia, whatever you want to call it. That's all true. That's been with, with us for a long time. The status quo have co-opted and commandeered the corona story. 
And COVID-19 is somewhere between a weaponized uh, bioweapon, which is absolutely real. If no one believes that, just go onto YouTube, type in Morgellon syndrome and look at what happens when self-replicating diodes start growing out of someone's skin in broad daylight. These hidden stealth technologies have been financed uh, by the fleecing of humanity, by charging monies against our birth bonds and our death bonds and our marriage certificates and all the collateral that, human- that humanity have been to the parent corporation has financed a multi-trillion dollar stealth exercise, developing highly egregious technologies, weaponizing governments, weaponizing the banking system and the health industries, and then outlawing any capacity for people to learn the truth, speak the truth or know the truth. That's where we've arrived at with this idiot pantomime that's taking place. And I I invite every living man and women of the living soil to stand up within themselves, tear those stupid masks off their face, stop buying into the Hegelian dialectic that's afflicting us right now and inviting us to devour ourselves and our economy and our relationships with one another. That must end and only you and I can end it by actualizing our consciousness and reconfiguring our relationship with the divine. And I believe that is the biggest threat of all. The people who are asleep can continue being tapped into the matrix, the mainstream media, the subliminal tube, and are believing everything. And then people like you and I present facts to them. Even people who have Morgellons disease, they go to the hospital and they're immediately labeled a mental condition. You know that probably. I've not just know that over a decade ago, I was involved uh, bringing medical pro- uh, professionals into my home to pull self-replicating nanodiodes out of patients in my living room and studying it at that time under microscopy in universities and, and seeing what we saw, extraordinary, otherworldly phenomenon occurring under the microscope. Uh, you know, I've been involved in this stuff, out of place artifacts, all of this stuff. My foundation, Humanitat, has a very long, rich tradition of dealing with governments even in this stuff. So I'm very happy to step forward and call foul at a time like this. Um, other people like David Iker out there, I haven't seen David's latest broadcast, but we all know that a day or two ago it was deplatformed, yes. but it's still going viral. And for sure, the biggest threat right now to us is truth, pure truth being sequestered. Uh, It's going to come that governments will rapidly start to introduce statutory law to outlaw people like you and me from speaking at all. We will be designated as enemy of the people and uh, people will start stoning us to death. This is the time of dungeons and dragons, of, of burning witches at the stake and drowning them. So we're in a very dangerous flux point. Uh, but it's not going to prevail that much. I do know because I'm connected that much to truth that I can see through this fog. I'm thinking about something. I'm, I'm only going to go out on a limb because I'm speaking with you right now. But on March the 11th is when in the United States, it was declared. And I don't mean to be ethnocentric by saying United States, but it's when here they declared a state of emergency. Now, this is going to be airing on the 10th, on the 11th, April the 11th. I wonder if they're expecting something or they're going to be manufacturing something else. All these empty hospitals, all these stadiums and, and, and gyms full of beds, are they expecting something else? And people are just thinking, look, it's not working. It's not happening. But I have a feeling that they're trying to do something else. Yes, you're right. And you you need to recognize that we're caught up in this flux. A flux by definition is when truth and lies are equally uh, prevalent. 
So you can step into the ascensionist timeline, put on those goggles, and I can tell you what you'll see. Or you could put on the apocalyptic Armageddonist uh, lenses, and I'll tell you what you'll see. And the fact of the matter is that both of those images are superimposed upon one another right now because there is a collective war going on psychologically amongst humanity. We are all of us being forced into divining our truest nature, our truest connection to source, and then projecting that image into the field. And the collective threshold event will be the one that prevails. Now, the one that is prevailing and will prevail is the ascensionist one, either which way. Humanity wins in this one. But to answer the more pressing question about the 11th of uh, this month and what is taking place, um, yes, there is a huge solar flare activity. Yes, certain governments like the Norwegian uh, already warned their own people a matter of days ago through an SMS that all citizens received uh, that there was going to be some anomalous solar activity and it might cause a blackout. Uh, interestingly enough, a few months earlier, all Norwegian citizens received an SMS from their government advising them to purchase certain dry foods and iodine and keep them on hand. Okay, so certain governments have already been putting out certain warnings to their people. In the case of Norway, it's a very, very rich country with a very small population, and they can afford to take care of their own in that very considered way. In the United States, with 300 plus uh, million, it's very difficult. Sasha? So you were saying about 411. In, in the spirit in the spirit of pure truth let's let's uh, with the divine flame surrounding all that we be all that we are and all that we do let's just proceed as living living men of the soil and speak truth to one another um, it, it could be that this mass corona event uh, speaks to the monster maximum flare coming from the sun purportedly uh, roundabout now it's something which uh, certain citizens of the world have been advised by their own governments, so we know it to be true. And also we're seeing some rather anomalous uh, activity um, from uh, teles uh, telescopes and what have you. We also see anomalous behavior from the Schumann's uh, resonance indicators in, in recent days. If that's the case, if indeed the toxic grid of the world that has already got a, a, a 5G capacitance in many parts it's too late to pull that grid down. Um, uh, by some accounts, if the solar activity uh, enacts in a certain way, it could cause that grid system to fry living beings and living ecosystems would be adversely effective, uh, affected. If that's the case, that might be something that is known uh, to the compartmentalized intelligence of governments and that they are making a mass preparedness for that kind of event. That would be my guess. I don't think this is an attempt uh, to cull humanity. I think that that protocol has been planted and programmed into the World Health Organization, the Center for Disease Control, and all health ministries um, in the world have been weaponized in that sense anyway. Governments uh, by themselves, uh, by distinction, are uh, at war against the living, a war against humanity. They don't serve the living. They serve the dead. They serve the corporation, the fiction. Uh, so we know that to be self-evident. But the point being that it could be that there is intelligence and knowledge uh, and that they are in a state of preparedness for what might happen, uh, in which case one imagines one needs to retreat to the sanctity of, of nature uh, wherever you can, 
um, because we know that the, the living codes of nature, the fractality coming out of trees, absorbs uh, these, these kind of weaponized radiations or frequencies. We can mitigate with iodine and what have you. It would be a good idea, one imagines, to have that on hand. Um, who knows? We're not being given the correct information, obviously, because uh, governments seek to protect themselves. And if we're going to go through a huge galactic uh, event, um, governments certainly want to be able to secure their own position so that they can function on the other side of what's uh, going to happen, if indeed this is going to happen. So I don't want to be the one to put any kind of fear into anyone. Uh, I believe that either which way we can affect the outcome by the degree to which we are standing in our sentient flame. And I believe that absolutely with, with, with mind, body and soul to be true. Uh, so I don't think that we should be identifying too much with the apocalyptic unfoldment, because either way, let's face it, there's very little, if anything, we can do about it. But what we can do is change the way we're viewing reality, step outside of victimhood and feeling that we are the victims of circumstance or that it's being done to us. How about stepping into the flame of sovereignty, of true noble expression, of our Christed light and stand in that space and acknowledge that each of us have been complicit in the unconscious civilization. Each of us have been rendering coin unto Caesar and paying into this with our personal income taxes, knowing that that's an affront, that we shouldn't be paying taxes, knowing that the, the petty tyrants of bureaucracy and municipal and federal authorities are rogue and are standing in dishonor uh, against humankind. All of these things we've still allowed to prevail and to happen. Uh, that old saying of all that it takes for evil to prevail is for enough good men to do nothing. And this is truer now than ever before. I've always been asked, Mel, if you were in the government or if the government knew that a cataclysm or a natural disaster was approaching, would they tell the population and I hate to say it, but the answer, my answer has always been no, because their main concern, allegedly, is domestic tranquility. And this event, every, every world leader seems to be reading from a script. I see my neighbors to the south, to the north, they're all doing the same thing. Take Mexico, for example, right next door, 24 deaths, and they have quarantined people almost in a martial law way. That's why I'm saying... Could this be that they cannot tell us the truth, but in a way they can keep domestic tranquility by keeping everybody at home to deal with the situation the best they can? Yes. Yes, in very simple terms, Mel, I think you've hit the nail on the head. That is certainly my contention and my conjecture uh, that, that, is, that that is where we're at and that all of this orchestration is multi-pronged. There is at the same time an engineered collapse of the global economy, uh, which is going to pay into uh, the Babylonian agenda on the one hand. On the other hand, the disintegration of central banking, fractional lending, hyperinflationary economics is a very, very good thing. So again, I've got to take it back to this. There is an apocalyptic and an ascensionist timeline perfectly uh, overlaid right now. And you can see whichever one you are attuned to see, which is why the most important advisement one could give is to dream wisely right now. 
very wisely because what we project into the field is what will come back to us almost certainly. And so it, it comes down to that love and fear uh, reflex. Are we attuning our expression uh, to love frequencies, to empathy, to compassion, to expansion, to affirmation, uh, to our divine supernature, or are we reflexing into a constricted, fearful, terrorized, apocalyptic, Armageddonist outcome? You will be the determiner of the outcome for yourself and for your family. Be sure of that. This is a very, very important alchemy that is taking place. What, ex what is happening outside on the hologram is merely uh, an extraneous reflection of the archetypal language that is playing on the inside of each of us. It is a struggle for the human soul. It's a struggle at the spiritual level. And we've already won this war, as I said, but the battle remains to be fought on the ground by each one of us. And so it's simply a matter of recognizing that and choosing uh, which frequency, so to speak, you choose to identify with. Is that if there is going to be a mass uh, corona event and, uh, and people are likely to fry, I'll tell you something which any shaman knows, any medicine man knows, any wizard, wise woman knows, anyone who has ever engaged a uh, relationship with their inner self and activated their spirit can tell you the human technology is all supreme because the human technology when it is in perfect alignment with the divine with our relationship with the divine with god when we are in that perfect phase coherence that perfect alignment we become hyper actualized at the hyperdimensional level, the life force coming into us, the quality of vibral light that, that, that underscores every atom and every cell and every molecule in our bodies becomes connected to that source. We become the alpha and the omega, and there is no nefarious event or uh, circumstance that can derail us or that can uh, bring about catastrophic failure if we're in that state of actualization. Uh, this is absolutely going to sound like a new age waffle and woo-woo to people who are in a state of constriction and material dominion. But they are entrapped inside their own apocalyptic mindset. And they will project negative, ugly statements, thoughts, and words in any event. Pay no attention to them. Become... Become the clown, become the wizard here, because each of us are required to do so. Remember, the status quo is made up of, of, of hundreds of years of deception and of, of billions and billions of souls who have abnegated their, their true light and, and surrendered their sovereign spark into the field. All of that energetic is encaptured within the atmosphere of the earth, so to speak. So we're dealing with the need for each of us to actualize within the dream in simple terms. We are not going to all fry. There is not going to be a wipeout of humanity. There may well be some cataclysmic event on its way. I can tell you now that either which way, what prevails is going to be the common pulse of humankind and the divine. And that will prevail. And we're about to move either which way into a higher uh, extension of our uh, a consciousness and our our soul. So just be prepared for that. Start making peace within. Start making a, a, a real departure from time and money and fear and all of the false the falsity of the matrix. Start to 
begin this process of disidentification in your own home whilst we're all sitting in the cave waiting for a mass corona event or whatever the hell is going to happen. It's all immaterial. That's all out there. What matters, as we all know, is the inner alchemy. So let's use this opportunity to reconnect with ourselves and to start to actually tap into joy and to bliss and to delight uh, and into our eternal expression of, of being able to love and be loved. So if we transmute this possible event, what do you see? Because obviously we don't want to... We, we, what's the saying? We manifest the thoughts that we entertain. But if we transmute this yes. into a positive timeline, what do you see? Well, the collective has already reached that threshold. There have been sufficient actualized souls in the world already who are present today, anchored, and are projecting plasma into the field. And that, that positive outcome is already assured. I know this to be so, which is why there is not a shred of me that is reflexing into fear. I'm a very well-informed man at every level. And, and I'm out there having thousands of conversations. I'm out there seeing all the horrors. I'm living right now at my home in Indonesia, surrounded by military and by a kind of reflexing into bureaucracy, into petty tyranny. It goes on in places like this more than in most parts of the world. And despite seeing that all around, I'm not remotely attached to it or identified with it because I know this is, uh, this is all uh, illusion. This is all fog of war. This is all smokescreen stuff. There are agendas within agendas within agendas. We can con continuously peel that onion back and find the adverse or the inversion logic happening. Uh, so don't try to play chess on a checkerboard that was created by the devil. Step away from the chessboard altogether. Turn inward. Connect with source, connect with God, connect with the Christ of light in that sense, and then see what you see, because what you see from that aspect will be absolutely real, uh, will not be ephemeral, will not be anchored into the great field of illusion and of white noise that prevails and proliferates out there, especially in a, in a world which is so deviantly propagandized. Uh, by uh, education and by entertainment and by media. So stepping into that space, see what you see, and then decide what you want to project into the field for yourself and for your family, for your friends, uh, for your age. And let's, ma let's manifest that outcome. We know that we've been living in such a false light construct for so long, based on blood cultism, based on war, disease, and poverty, based on the sacrifice of the harvest of innocence, based on generations and generations and generations of blood economy. We know this to be true. Therefore, how the devil do any of us imagine that that game could have continued forever? It could not. It should not. It must not. It is the grace of God which is determining now an end of days. But the end of days is not the Armageddonist uh, scenario. It is the Ascensionist one. It is the one where the mask falls away from the face. The apocalypse is. That's what the word means. That's why prophecy is always uh, spoken to this point in time. Whether the apocalypse is short-lived and lasts only for 21 days or whether it goes on for three years, who knows. But either which way, it is the collective dreaming that will determine the outcome. So to answer your question, what do I see on the, uh, on the other side of this? I see, I see a bliss peak wave hitting humankind at the same time that this mass corona event hits the planet.
I see hyperdimensional vibral light coding, photons of, of a hyperdimensional nature impacting our galaxy, our solar system, and our planet. And every living sentient being on the planet and inside the planet will be impacted and affected by that uh, mass photonic event, which will enlighten us from the inside. It'll change the orbit and the spin of atoms within our very beings. We are moving in this, into an imminent immortal upgrade, which is taking place at every level from the building blocks of reality that we understand as being quarks, subatomic particles, leptons, all of that nonsense, all the way up to the galactic plane of existence is undergoing that shift. Sit back, friends, on the throne of self. Be blissful and enjoy this. This is the softest landing we could possibly have envisioned for ourselves at the catastrophic failure of the end of the age of blood cult. I don't mean to change the subject, but I just that thought just, just came to mind because you have a very unique perspective because of your location. But correct me if I'm wrong, I'm thinking of Cecil Rhodes. Were you born in Rhodesia? Yes, I was. And I, I grew up, this is also part of my, uh, my perspective. That's my I question, actually, yes. Uh, yes, I, I grew up in Rhodesia and uh, curiously enough, on weekends would often sit up there in the Metopus Hills at the, near the grave, uh, the grave of uh, Cecil John Rhodes himself. Um, that was where the area which I grew up in. I now understand uh, that there's some other stuff going on underground there, incidentally, which is of tremendous interest. Uh, Credo Mutwa, the great Zulu Sangoma, speaks about this at great length. Rest in peace. He just passed away. He just passed away last yeah, week. But right. Cecil John Rhodes indeed was, and now I recognize that uh, Cecil John Rhodes is and was the genesis point of evil empire as it relates to Africa and the harvest of humanity in Africa. He was an agent of, uh, of the Victorian throne, the crone, the cronus, the crown of England, and was out there effectively establishing the, uh, the creating the path for De Beers uh, and, and uh, the diamonds and gold plunder of Africa, uh, which he did uh, to great effect. And, and desecrated effectively the spine of the, of the dark mother in Africa. And by dark, I don't mean negative. I mean that the unconscious Africa is the constant that represents the unconscious. So that was a great dereliction, a great travesty. And it ended up with uh, Cecil John Rhodes. He, of course, uh, was the progenitor of the Rhodes Round Tables, which was a, probably as evil as it gets in terms of inserting a kind of a Sabbatean element into uh, noble circles of good men, aristocrats, royals, educated men at the time. Those circles, those round tables were infiltrated, uh, set up by Rhodes, uh, but always had two or three members in those committees who knew what the agenda was. So they would poison uh, the conversations, poison the objectives until uh, the agenda until they, they saw their objectives. That led to the League of Nations, to the centralization of global political and economic and social hegemony, uh, which then uh, was imploded by good leadership around the world when they realized how evil the, uh, the League of Nations was and that all it was was a monster power grab by the imperial hegemony. 
That then led on uh, to another world war being engineered, the Second World War, by these same Sabbatean elements operating through different corridors, different portals, uh, but none the same, uh, nonetheless the same genesis. And that then led on, of course, to the collapse of humankind and blood, uh, blood sacrifice in the Second World War, which also paved the way for an era of peace, quote unquote, uh, which was perfectly personified by the emergence of the United Nations, uh, which <laughs> which was, in fact, an extension of that very Sabbatean cult, uh, the League of Nations. And the, uh, the United Nations emerges then as being the great uh, progenitor of peace in our time and that it would ensure that another world war never happened and then went around um, um, uh, uh, dream-spelling all governments to sign the compact. So all countries of the world were effectively coerced into the United Nations compact, and that then emerged as the World Trade Organization, the World Health Organization, and the Bank of International Settlements slash World Bank slash IMF. All you need to know about the United Nations is, is that it's populated by a lot of very good people um, who have no idea uh, of the true function of this multilateral association, but it's highly dangerous and highly deviant. I'm delighted to see that uh, President uh, Donald Trump is withdrawing financing from the World Health Organization, uh, which again will be brought forth into new Nuremberg-type trials in the days ahead. You will find the directorates and secretariats of these multilateral institutions will be dragged uh, before uh, courts uh, in tribunals in order to account for their crimes against humanity. Right now, if you ask me, the World Health Organization, wittingly or unwittingly, is being forced into um, conducting an orchestra of evil and genocide against humanity to use its influence to have health ministries around the world who are forced because of the treaties and the compact signed with the UN are forced into compliance with things like uh, mandatory vaccination programs and the proliferation of poisons rather than simple remedies like quinine, uh, which is the uh, malaria um, uh, a cure that uh, Donald Trump is trying to promote right now because he and his core team know full well that uh, we have the cure. Uh, zinc and quinine uh, would uh, easily knock out coronal COVID-19 COVID symptoms within a matter of hours. This is well known to anyone who understands true science and true medicine. Um, but the problem that even Donald J. Trump has got right now is that he is also facing the behemoth. He is also having to face the dream spell machine. So if he is seen to not be playing into vaccinations or into this, that and the other, um, he would be uh, demonized as the poster child of the uh, culling of humanity by this uh, manufactured uh, virus. So he, people like Trump, uh, Putin and other enlightened leaders are having to navigate a very, very difficult uh, coordinate right now. When I think of China, just picking on China for a second, it, it, to me, it's the most hypocritical move right now to see the United States it, it nations allow China, Xi Jinping, to sit to, to sit in the human rights body of the United Nations, knowing what I know about Falun Gong, knowing what I know about the Uyghurs and the sex trafficking and everything that comes from China right now. And I'm only referring to the CCP, not to the people. What is your take on this? 
Well, uh, I'll speak from an informed uh, position on both things that you just mentioned. Number one, I'm a former director general at the United Nations in the intergovernmental organization sector. Um, and I, I, for a couple of years, a decade ago, um, was, uh, in, in, from my perspective, uh, doing a Trojan horse routine. But I was certainly involved at that point, understanding how the furniture was arranged. I didn't take a salary. I refused to get involved in that context. But in the intergovernmental uh, organizational sector, I was uh, I was involved and able to get a periscope view of what was going on, which was tremendously interesting and corroborated all of my concerns about how heinous the organization was, how it was being wielded as the utility of the globalist Sabbatean agenda. So I was very delighted to have done that. Of course, I've subsequently been accused of being a New World Order agent and a uh, Illuminati scion and all that Vatican age, all that crap comes because of low frequency idiocy. But uh, that notwithstanding, I had a good perspective on the UN and still do. I'm still in touch with leadership and I'm, I'm still able to get a very good idea of how that uh, institution is being commandeered. On the other hand, uh, Falun Gong and organ harvesting in China is something I'm also very close to. Uh, as you may know, um, I, I commissioned uh, with the International Tribunal of Natural Justice um, the uh, Judicial Commission of Inquiry into um, human trafficking and child sex abuse in Westminster, London, two years ago. Anyone can see the testimonies, uh, www.itnj.org, and you can go and see uh, hundreds of testimonies of uh, survivors and victims and experts, uh, even the former Secretary of State of Canada, uh, Kilgore, attended the court and gave his testimony. Um, uh, doctors who were involved with removing organs uh, from um, Falun Gong victims in China uh, also gave testimony to the court. So people wanting to learn about the horrors uh, of China, uh, please do uh, come uh, check it out, sign the treaty and get on board. I'm very well aware of the story. I'm painfully connected to it. Um, and and all I can tell you is that the premier in China who was sponsoring the organ harvesting of the Falun Gong and behind the most egregious travesties of human rights in China uh, was put behind bars by uh, Jinping. So when Jinping came into power, uh, as far as I'm concerned, he began a process of remedy. So go and check that out. Um, is China trying to reform? I believe it is. Are they trying to catch up? Uh, I believe they are. Have they been butchered by Fabianist social engineering and cultural engineering programs financed through Wall Street by the Sabbatean Zionist Lurian Kabbalists operating uh, from behind the veil subsequent to uh, Maoism and the rise of collectivism, communism in China, which was engineered for them by us? Yes, they're the victim of that. Henry uh, Kissinger? Kiss, absolutely Kissinger. Kissinger being the emissary of the Rockefeller, Rothschild, Bush, Cabal, and that globalist Sabbatean blood cult agenda. So you cannot demonize Jinping or China. Uh, and them being brought into the Security Council of the United Nations uh, is, uh, is an abhorrence. But I'll be quite blunt with you. Having a Security Council in the United Nations full stop is abhorrent. Every living man and woman of the living soul, uh, a living soil, should be. Uh, there's a Freudian slip uh, of the soul. Exactly right. Those of us who are ensouled should be the ones 
who are determining global security. It should not be conducted by the bullies on the block who've got nuclear power. They should all be demonized by all the other 180-odd countries of the world, and they should be uh, have their uh, nuclear uh, missiles and warheads and depleted uranium uh, remediated immediately. So, you know, we're living in an insane civilizational cycle anyway. I don't think it's going to help to demonize China and Jinping particularly. I think we should demonize the Security Council and all uh, countries that have proliferated trillion-dollar weapons of mass destruction. They should be demonized. The United Nations that houses the Security Council itself should be demonized by us. But let's not be pulled into the uh, Hegelian dialectic of uh, demonizing either China or the United States or Russia. If you want to demonize anything or anyone, demonize the godless creature that is conducting a transnational, supranational orchestra right now that has nothing to do with China or Russia or England or America or the developing world or the developed world. It's a Sabbatean, satanic, Luciferian cult, highly interconnected, highly compartmentalized, highly financed, and it is uh, it is the creature that has been conducting the global economic uh, landscape. It is the creature that has been engineering and fostering, incubating and financing every single battle and war uh, for the last couple of hundred years at least. It is the very creature that has weaponized media, education, uh, and academia, and entertainments against uh, humanity, and is mind-screwing each one of us and propagandizing us into exile from reality. So let's be clear that we're dealing with a supranational ghost, a creature that exists. It is a cult. It is connected to China, Russia, America, England, France, Wales, Botswana, Zimbabwe, every nation on earth is indentured to it in some way in the basement. Now, are we able to flush this creature out of our lives, out of our own basement? That becomes the question. How are you dealing with petty tyrants on your high street, in your town, in your village? That becomes the equation. How are you engaging pure truth from your armchair or when you walk out your front door? That becomes the equation, Mel. But you see, when the media in the United States portrays China as the savior and the opposite according to the media, is about Russia and Putin. I have done my own research. I think differently than the media. I don't know why he's demonized so much. What is your opinion of Vladimir Putin? I think Putin is uh, the most enlightened uh, leader on the face of the earth right now. Um, I think that uh, he's in league, his, his, uh, his echelon of leadership, I think, is in league with the so-called white hats, uh, the good eagle scouts and patriots in the United States, in the Pentagon and in the uh, Oval Office um, and in all the apparatus of the NSA and even the CIA, uh, the good eagle scouts within the military intelligence complex, let's say in the United States, which I'll refer to as the white hats uh, behind uh, Donald Trump. Indeed, the people who engineered the ascendancy of Donald Trump, um, recognizing as they did after 9-11 that Donald Trump was probably the only man uh, who was a good human foundationally, who had a skin thick enough like a rhinoceros to be able to take a thousand poison arrows at the same time. Uh, and Trump being foundationally a good human, uh, not the greatest orator in the world, 
but a tremendous human being with a tremendous instinct and a tremendous capacity to play fifth dimensional chess. He was the perfect contender, if you ask me, to lead America out of its own uh, dystopia uh, and the lead the free world out of its own dystopia. That's not to say that Donald Trump is the instinct necessarily. I think he has a very good instinct, but I think he ha- he's informed by a circle of white hats who are very, very well informed, very intelligent and very human. And this to me becomes the key element here because this is a war between the angelic and the demonic. And we do have demonic elements. I believe that they were the previous incumbents in the White House between uh, uh, the assassination of JFK and the ascendancy of Trump, possibly with the uh, with the exception of one or two figures. Uh, I believe that uh, a demonic presence has driven the uh, heart of American uh, politics and power. And that that's a very serious thing. But to go back to Vladimir Putin, I know a great deal about Putin and about the ascendancy of Putin. Uh, Putin was intended as an extension of the Zionist uh, enterprise issuing through Mossad and the Israeli Secret Service financed uh, through uh, the uh, New York Stock Exchange or the stock uh, 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 bankers in, in New York. Look, the Bolshevik Revolution was financed by, the new, by, by bankers in New York. The ascendancy of Karl Marx um, and of Lenin, of Trotsky, and then, of course, of the uh, the demon uh, Joseph Stalin was all uh, financed by the same Sabbatean element. They fostered and fomented the collapse of the Romanov dynasty at the turn of last century. They weaponized uh, uh, Russia by turning it into the first big collectivist nation, which almost took over the whole of parts of Europe with the rollout of the Soviet Union. That was apprehended in the 1980s by the by the living grace of God and the fall of the Berlin Wall, all of which was also orchestrated but only because the Sabbateans realized that their collectivist agenda had reached a maximum and people were not buying into it anymore. The same thing has been occurring in China a bit slower than in Russia, a slowdown of that collectivist tyrannical waveform. So now I believe you've got uh, Jinping and the Chinese administration, the good dragons there, uh, turning the corner and beginning to modernize and bring uh, China more into coherence with the spirit of humankind. But they're having to withdraw from something which was engineered for them and financed uh, for them by by white man's poison, effectively. And the same thing with Russia. Vladimir Putin was put on the throne uh, by, as a hand, as a, as a, as a glove puppet of uh, Berezovsky and various other figures who uh, were financed uh, by this uh, deviant Sabbatean agenda, effectively uh, conducted as a, as a Mossad agent, Israeli Secret Service agent. Uh, and that that's the truth of the matter. But when Vladimir Putin uh, took the throne after Lenin was you uh, forgive me um, um, I can't remember the name of the the former um, uh, um, uh, president of Russia it'll come to me in a moment Yeltsin and after Yeltsin had been utilized by the Sabbateans he was a, a drunk and of no real consequence right. as a human being and of course he'd taken over from Gorbachev who had also fulfilled his function on behalf of the globalist agenda but is foundationally a good man there's no question about that but Gorbachev leads on to Yeltsin uh, during Yeltsin's tenure in Russia Russia is heavily weaponized by this uh, Israeli secret uh, Sabbatean agenda and is turned into the utility of uh, the Russian Sabbateans and at that point, uh, Berezovsky and other oligarchs put their sock puppet on the throne, a man who they'd groomed through the uh, KGB, 
And that's a man, a young scout called Vladimir Putin, who happens to be a brilliant human being, who happens to have also uh, entered the Christ of light within his own heart, as I believe Donald Trump has done. And having done that, uh, Vladimir Putin recognized the Berezovsky and these other oligarchs. Incidentally, I knew Berezovsky very well before he was uh, murdered a few years ago uh, by some secret intelligence detail at his mansion outside London. But the point being here that uh, Vladimir Putin recognized after he had been enthroned that he was only going to be the utility of this Sabbatean agenda, uh, a collectivist agenda, and he wasn't going to have any of it. And whatever that pulse of humanity that was within him uh, took 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 control of him by by the grace of God, and he cut off the hand of his paymasters and taskmasters. He exiled all of those oligarchs out, the ones inside he arrested and had them incarcerated, and the ones outside he exiled. He closed ranks on Russia. He tightened his grip on the reins of the horse that he had chosen to ride, and uh, the liberal intellectuals in Russia have hated him for it because he squeezed them almost out of existence as he began the process of restoring dignity and economic prosperity to the people of Russia. That is the fact, and that is what is playing out, and I will happily beat to death any economist who tries to argue with me, uh, because all you need to do is recognize the single fact that Vladimir Putin, in recent weeks, has completely removed Russia from the International Monetary Fund. The country is no longer in debt to the globalist, satanic, Luciferian cult. That, my dear friend, Mel, is leadership par excellence. <laughs> I'm just nodding my head because I did an in, a show years ago dissecting Vladimir Putin, and it coincides exactly with what you said. And I had so much flack from people who are not aware, who are being told the opposite. But I'm thinking of the Bolsheviks. The Bolsheviks killed about 66 million people. But nobody talks about that. It's not really written in the history books. Only the other, and I'm not even going to mention the name, only the other, about 10% of that is really predominantly mentioned everywhere. Why is that? Because it speaks to dystopia. It speaks to the degree to which we have permissioned ourselves to become disenfranchised from reality and from our, our true nature and from uh, all that is great and good about the human condition. We have permission by paying, uh, rendering coin unto Caesar we have paid the taxes against our conscience. We have nodded with assent to all of the infringements and infractions against our civil liberties and human rights and our common dignity and our common sense. And we have shuffled along and we have paid attention. We have projected attention, light, life force into the false constructs. We have worshipped at the calf of Baal, each of us. And that is what we are being faced with here. This is the reckoning. This is the tribulation. This is also the revelation. We are the ones who have done this to ourselves. It didn't happen to us. There is no them and us. There is only you and I. And the degree to which we engage relationship with the divine. So let's just restore that metric. Let's just restore that source code and then begin to dream anew as from this moment. All the rest of that historical crimes, travesties, genocides, the horrors, the apocalypses that occurred in the Vietnam War, in the Rhodesian War, in the Yemen uh, War, in the Sudanese Wars, in the Libyan uh, revolting 
catastrophic failure of Libya and takedown yes. of Libya, the catastrophic massacre of the good people of Iran, the catastrophic rape and ravaging of the good people of Afghanistan, who were so enlightened in the 60s and 70s mm-hmm. before we paid our governments and nodded our assent as our governments began to, uh, to, to carpet bomb these people back into the Stone Age. These are the horrors and the travesties that are our doing. We paid coin to Caesar. We were the ones who voted. We were the ones who nodded in assent. We were the ones who read the newspapers and believed the bullshit against our highest instincts. We are the ones who created those massacres. The Bolshevik revolution was us manifesting into the field. The massacre occurred against the good living men and women of the soil of Russia. And I've maintained for many years now that Russia will lead the world into the ascension. And I'm going to say that in the most reductive way. Russia represents the soul of humanity. North America follows closely behind that. Why? Because North America is the conglomerate, is the human experiment, is the cauldron of humanity. All nations and faiths and genome types are contained within America, North America. But my beloved brothers and sisters of America are the atom seed of the cauldron of humanity. So they will be part of the great becoming. That's why the rest of the world looks to America. And America has been the dumbest, most stupid, brutal brute in the last 50 years, 70 years since the Second World War. But that's because the globalists were using America as that. They were fashioning out of America a club to beat the brains out of the rest of the world, to weaponize it through Washington District of Columbia, set up a quadrillion dollar war machine and butcher the rest of the world into compliance with the globalist agenda, which America has done. But it wasn't the good people of America doing it. It was the weaponized element that was uh, running amok. And that is now being brought into check And Donald Trump and the white hats in the basement are now no longer in the basement. They're now standing in sunlight. We need to know that we've already won this war for the human soul. It's very important that each of us really dig deep to see what we truly feel, the rising, the ascendancy, the ascension, the revelation, the awakening from a deep sleep. That's the beauty of what's happening. Have the courage to see that and face that and recognize it uh, within yourself. Then you become part of the great solution, part of the great becoming and not part of the problem. Regrettably, Bolshevism is creeping up here. We don't see that in Russia anymore, but they're here. Could this be the reason why at the beginning when Trump was elected, he wanted to really reapproach Russia and be friends with Putin and the Russian people. But immediately after, things changed. The Bolsheviks here took over in a way. You're, you're right to speak in these terms, Mel, but it's more important to recognize that Bolshevism is collectivism. And collectivism is socialism. Right. And socialism is dream spell. It is, it is democracy. It is how the democratic game is being played. So collectivism, Bolshevism and democracy uh, and libertarianism are all the same creature. They are all part of a Hegelian dialectic that has been dreamt up to dream spell humans. Anti-individualism. Well, there you go. Now, now you can start to talk in terms of individualism. And since we were having technical difficulties at the beginning, I didn't want to stop Sasha, so we didn't take a break. But I'm going to do so now. I didn't want to lose the connection. 
This interview gets even better during part two. We went much deeper. One last thing before we break. I now feel, and this is just my opinion, based on my research, that this event is a massive false flag. But we'll dive deeper in part two. You can learn more about Sasha Stone by visiting his websites, which are humanitad.org and sashastone.com. They're both listed on our website as well. Thank you for listening to the first part of this important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest and all of our material, proceed to the member section or join the Veritas family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focus Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Divinia Water, Pure Organic Sulfur, flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. Now, proceed to the members section or subscribe, to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for listening to Veritas. Because you don't want to believe. You want to know. Hey. Is that me? Hey. Having girls. 
started making big friends, friends that could help me. Oh, those friends are really demanding. You don't get a warm, fuzzy feeling. But you get what you gotta have to get along. showbiz I'm getting a little older now and I start to think about the friends that are gonna think of me when I move along there are one or two of them are gonna have a grin and a good memory of me they're not the best, fanciest people. Not even very good people, frankly. <laughs> Their big claim to fame is, they're my friends. Useless, expensive, maddening, pain in the ass, friends.